You're listening to another episode of Swipe Left, Swipe Left. The story in this episode has actually come from one of our listeners in Australia. Let's call him Aaron. We've also changed all the other names in the story as well. Aaron emailed us with a great tale of dating disaster. And so we just had to get him on the show. The story starts with Aaron having a big row with his mum. And it was really upsetting, so I grabbed my keys and stormed out. And for some reason I didn't have shoes on, I just had kind of jeans and a t-shirt, grabbed my keys and left. I drove down to my sister's house for the night and then when I woke up in the morning, my sister and her partner said, on Saturdays we play this social basketball game with some friends, would you like to come down? I still had the clothes I was in the night before, no shoes on my feet, this rough old asphalt gravelly court. And then I just saw Josie, I just saw this woman and she just struck me straight away. She was actually a really good player and so I kind of jostled and chased her as much as I could around the court. After the game, I went back to my sister's house and um, said, who was that girl? I was shut down pretty quickly, I gotta say. My sister let me know (laughs) pretty bluntly that uh, it wasn't an option for me to (laughs) pursue. That was it, I kind of kept my thoughts to myself after that. But that's obviously not the end of the story. Over the next seven years, Aaron and Josie would bump into each other again and again and again. She cracked me up. We would just laugh and talk and it was just this incredible chemistry. And then years later, things come to a head. I was going to my sister's that night to have a few drinks and it turned out she was coming around as well, sitting around a fire and just having a really nice night. And it just became really obvious during the night that I don't know, something was going to happen. But Josie wasn't the only thing on Aaron's mind that night. Aaron was a big football fan, and his team, Manchester United, were playing a big game that night. And I really wanted to watch this game. That's one of the reasons, too, initially, that I was going to stay up late. And somehow, he managed to persuade Josie to stay up with him. And he waited until they were all alone. Yeah, everyone went to bed, and we kissed... It felt like electricity. I've never felt anything like it. What's this man feel about it? Both of us knew that was it. I had the TV and the game on in the background and I do remember kind of looking over her shoulder at sometimes or opening my eyes while we were kissing to try and watch the game. We were on after that. And it was dating time, I guess. I used to make enough money to live very meagerly on during the winter. And then during the summer, I was a pool boy and I wasn't taking life very seriously at all. We'd go to all these beautiful houses and I'd clean the pools and whatever else they needed doing. We had a customer who lived Up in the foothills, this German woman, her name was Greta Handel. She was a lovely lady. She had this house in a really kind of rural setting, surrounded by trees and whatnot. It was a beautiful little setup. 
I was chatting to her as I was doing the job and she mentioned that she was going to Italy for a couple of weeks and, you know, JC was always on my mind and I thought, oh... Because I had hardly any money at the time, I was struggling for great ideas, like grand gestures to show this woman, you know, what an amazing partner I could be and the cogs started turning because we had a key that opened the side gate to this courtyard. We'd always hand it in at the end of the day and leave it at work, and I thought, if I hang on to this key, I can take Josie up here. This could work, this could work. I am not the sort of person to break into anyone's house. It, it, was, just, it was just one of those things that I was so into this woman that I, I don't know, I lost my mind. Greta was away and I went up there that day and cleaned her pool and no one was there and I thought, all right, I'm doing it. As soon as I knocked off work, I was straight to the supermarket and bought dips and crackers and wine and brought some music up. I told her that I had permission to use this house. I fibbed. And in we went and we turned on the lights of the pool and put everything in the fridge. And uh, I'm thinking, this is, this is going really well. This is really good. Then I could just hear Josie talking to someone outside and my heart sank. He's just standing in the doorway looking at me and I'd, I was completely trapped in this room too. It's not like I could get away. It was just like face the music whether you like it or not. He was pissed, he was not happy, and he was wondering what the hell I was doing in what turned out to be his mother's property that he was house-sitting while she was away, and I didn't even consider that someone might be house-sitting this place. Oh, God, how am I going to get out of this? I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my girlfriend, I'm going to throw it all away. He's going, what the hell are you doing here? What are you doing? And I just was kind of walking past him and out of the room and trying to grab our stuff, just scrambling, basically. Josie had no idea what was going on. And she's looking at me and looking at him and I'm just going, oh my God, and I'm panicking. And so I kind of pushed her out of the door that we'd come in and, and sort of saying, run, go back to the car. And then I tried to leave and he blocked the doorway. Oh, okay, the jig is up. I really did feel just resigned and I thought, well, there's no point lying. I told it that we'd just started dating and I wanted to show her this amazing night and your mum had told me that she was going away and I knew I had the key to the courtyard and I thought I could just come up here and no one would be any the wiser. We obviously weren't going to damage anything. He was pissed at the beginning, but then I told him the story. I could tell he kind of softened and I said, look, can we just go? I just want to go. I'm really sorry. And he said, well, I've called the cops. <laughs> Minutes later, the cop rocks up and he's this very serious fella. So I explained the sad, sad tale. Josie obviously had the whole picture by now and she was just sitting outside kind of looking <laughs> like, what have I got myself into here, I think? And the cop was very stern, but they had a good laugh at my expense too. They were <laughs> but, yeah, I was a butt of a few of their jokes. 
we went and climbed in the car and I remember my leg was shaking that hard I couldn't even press the clutch down. I ruined this relationship before it even gets started but Josie being who she is she laughed along and thought it was hilarious. A week or two later when the pool was due for a clean again I remember driving there feeling so nervous. Greta would have been back and I didn't know if he dobbed on me. I didn't know how the land lay. So I went in and she was there and he was there as well. And I cleaned the pool and Greta said nothing to me and he just gave me a big smile and a wink as I went about my business. Probably about three years ago, I was at a party and everyone was sort of telling dating stories. And so I told this story about this disastrous date. Everyone had a good giggle, but there was a guy sitting right next to me and he was just kind of looking at me weird during the whole thing. He sidled up to me after I'd finished and said to me, was that Greta Handel's place? It turns out that he is best mates with her son and they had been dining out on this story for years. The sad tale of the stupid pool boy and his date. But that stupid pool boy went on to marry his date. We've been married 20 years. Why she married me, looking back on it, she must have really loved me to go through all these awful dates that I put her through. For me, it turns out that sometimes crime pays. Yeah, because he ends up marrying her. I also like how forgiving she is. It reminded me as well of um, a story that we had in the first season from John about when he got taken back to that flat in Notting Hill that sort of turned out not to be what he initially thought. And it was kind of interesting to hear the flip side of that story from someone who had gone into a house that wasn't theirs and bought a date over. I can also relate to that scene of making out and wanting to watch the game. I remember when I was much younger going to see Zoolander in the movies with my first girlfriend. For her, it was an excuse for us to make out. And as tasteless as it was, I was maybe more interested in the movie. <laughs> and, and I was just kind of laughing away and, uh, and, and tried to do both at the same time, but not really do either very well. It obviously worked for Aaron. It was obviously a good night for him. I don't know if Man U won, but he won Josie over, so that's the main thing. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you wanted to give the show a five-star rating or a stellar review on Apple Podcasts, that would be lovely. Do get in touch with your own embarrassing stories. We love hearing them. Just head to our website, swipeleft, swipeleft.com for the details of how you can do that. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, and rolling. Introducing Story Notes, a brand new podcast by Stable. We tell the stories behind the stories from world-class audio producers. It's about somebody who drilled a hole in his head. This is a piece all about my grandma. We simply listen, take notes and ask the questions. I wouldn't say they were always the easiest, what's the word, patients, victims, (laughs) interviewees, that's it. Presented by myself, David Maguire. To listen, all you have to do is search Story Notes wherever you get your podcasts.